Brought to you in association with ThinkGeek. Stuff for smart masses. Broadcasting all over the world from cinemageekly.com, it's the Cinema Geekly Podcast. With Anthony Lewis, Aaron De La Osa, Glenn Bove and Cody Kelly. Shia LaBeouf. Actually, I want to blame that whole game. Might be the reason why the file uh, was corrupt in the first place. Uh, I think Shia's people fucking sent some sort of interwebs virus <laughs> to perhaps intercept this uh, um, this podcast from going out. Um, although I don't know why. You would think that uh, a show touting people who know a lot about this man's film career would you would want this positive publicity out there, but no. Well, yeah, uh, I think one person knew way too much. <laughs> Cody was the winner of the game, in fact. I knew just the right amount. <laughs> or, or the loser of the game. Yeah. I knew enough to win. Um, that is true. And Cody was playing for uh, Amir Sandal, who I will have to, uh, I will now contact via email, and um, you're going to have to send me your uh, your mailing address and all of that good stuff, and uh, that gift card will be will be coming your way, sir. Uh, and, and if I, you... Uh, my apologies to uh, McGruff the Crime Dog for not uh, right. We not we're not we're not well enough for you. <laughs> uh, we're not going to li- we're not going to replay the game. There's too much stuff to talk about, and uh, you're just going to have to trust us that this occurred. There's no evidence whatsoever. It, it wasn't that entertaining if you guys listened to it anyway. You'd, you'd have been bored as shit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you would have. <laughs> Um, you would have heard us debate the merits of whether or not it was actually <laughs> somebody was actually winning or not by knowing so much about the film career of Shia LaBeouf. Uh, winning Aaron, at the game, yes. Losing at life, yes. Aaron, Aaron bowed out first, and I think was uh, all the more Gracefully. thankful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Could not have been a happier loser. No. Uh, 
But uh, Amir, if you uh, if and when you get this Fandango gift card, I highly, highly, highly recommend that uh, you go to cinemageekly.com slash support and buy Yo Fandango tickets through the, the banner we've got uh, affiliated with them. And of course, we're not just teamed up with them. We're teamed up with the fine folks over at ThinkGeek and of course the uh, the massive gigantic LexCorp that is Amazon.com. Uh, and I want to appreciate everybody who's been shopping through all of those links. Um, but I, I think, Aaron, you may agree with me here, uh, maybe if you want to put some of those purchases on pause uh, momentarily and and maybe put some of that money into the Kickstarter we've got going, <laughs> maybe. That's Kickstarter? Been running What's for, that, Tony? Been running for a few days now. Um, well, we geniusly launched this thing when we thought we were recording a podcast last week. This is and, how badly we need some money for new shit. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, it, it's it's been it's been a it's been a bad start. Let's just say that it has not been a a good start. People are not wanting to part with their money. Largely, I'm saying because there hasn't been Cinema Geekly podcast for two weeks. Uh, personally, I, I think people are just. Uh, I think this is their protest, Aaron. They're, they're upset si- with us. They're si- they're silently protesting uh, mm-hmm. with their mouths and their wallets. Um, <laughs> No, we've got it's it's linked on the Facebook page. It's uh right on the front page of cinemageekly.com. Uh we're looking to raise uh, somewhere around uh 600 bucks for a, an upgrade of podcasting equipment. Uh so we're all using the same decent quality gear. Uh a, a more professional sounding podcast goes a, a long way, believe it or not, into actually doing things like getting people for interviews and uh getting more listeners, believe it or not. There right. are plenty of podcast snobs out there that will take one listen to this and not hear perfection coming out of the microphones and into their headsets and be like, fuck that, and hit delete immediately and unsubscribe from the podcast. Um, so it's out there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Kickstarter is, uh, and it's going for another 23 or 4 days uh, at the uh, as we record this. So, uh, yeah, if you would donate some, I think we're going to try to maybe re- rework some of the... Uh, uh, try to rework some of the uh, the rewards or whatever it is that they're called on there to to see if we can't uh, gin up a little bit more interest in the in the Kickstarter and uh, oh, daddy's know, daddy's got some ideas we'll we'll come up with something uh, but if not you know if worse comes to worse and we don't raise the money uh, the podcast will just be over and you'll never hear from us again see it's yeah, that pretty simple. much <laughs> it's that simple everybody we will fade into obscurity and if I may interject real quick, um, sure, sure. 50% of this podcast are military veterans. So, I mean, if you support the troops, there you I go. Mean, show guilt, us with your bank accounts. Guilt trip. Let's lay that. <laughs> let's lay that on everybody. Aaron and Cody, both veterans True. of military service. So yeah, look, if you don't, if you're not funding us, it's basically like you're not funding the troops essentially. Yeah. Is what this boils down to. Basically, you says you hate America if you don't, you know, right. donate like, you know, 15, 20 bucks. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about the last week. I mean, we missed so much. The well, last two weeks, really. Well, I mean, there's like you know two weeks worth, but we're not gonna we're not gonna go into all of that. Maybe we'll do some really super duper quick um, news pieces, like and I'm talking fucking quick, so we can get into the more recent stuff. Um, uh, Scott uh, Scott Derrickson was announced as the uh, the the Doctor Strange director. Um, and, uh, that wasn't it. Also, Ant-Man finally got their director and Peyton Reed, whom nobody had heard of when we recorded this last week and still no one has heard of 
going in. Well, actually, Glenn, I think you knew who that guy was, didn't you? Like, he directed uh, those uh, a, a long string of terrible movies, no? Yeah, like he directed up. Bring It On. Yes, and, yeah, and, and The Breakup. <laughs> it's already been brought in, you guys. Oh, and Yes Man. Let's of not course. forget that. Good lord, and they're putting him in charge of Ant-Man. All right, well, we'll... We went, we went from the guy who brought us the Cornetto trilogy to the guy who brought us Yes Man and, and Bring It On. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a, when you really, oh when you word it that way, that is a fall from grace. Oh. Um, we did, by the way, I talked about uh, seeing Edge of Tomorrow. I liked it a lot. The review is up on the website. Uh, let me see here. What else did we get? Um, uh, the Oh, the... Aaron, did we ever get any more news on the uh, the Superman, uh, the Batman vs Superman colon Dawn of Justice uh, set piece that they were building up? It looked like a, a Superman statue of some sort. Confirmed it. It is a statue, uh, but for uh, the green screen, uh, it's not. They're not thinking it's going to be right in front of Lex Corp, uh, Lex, the LexCorp building. That's the uh, the old GM plant they're using in Pontiac. Yeah. Uh, the green screen has to block it out because the, they revealed there's another reveal of the LexCorp building itself, and it, it doesn't have the Superman statue. So okay, now the completed, I believe the completed Superman statue will. Um, it looks like he's in his his Flight iconic. Pose. His yeah, it looked like a, some sort of iconic kind of um, fight. But uh, now I presume under his fist will be a whole bunch of dead citizens <laughs> that he <laughs> that he's crushed. Yeah, it's it gonna be should, like at Ground Zero with a. Yeah, it should be that, that sea of bones again. he was standing on when uh, when Zod <laughs> was talking to him in his dream. <laughs> it's a sign hanging around his neck that says "Never Again." That's that's perfect. Let's go with that. Oh, I hope he wears a necklace of everybody's ears uh, and just wraps around him like thirty times. Uh, okay, so Aaron, you uh, you graced our our digital. Uh, our digital lives with the uh, the trailer for Leprechaun Origins. Oh, <laughs> this is a uh, yeah. Sorry about that. It's a WWE film. Glenn, did you see the trailer for this? How does have, tell me you've seen it? it, it it's tremendous looking. <laughs> I that is the one thing I did not get around to watching. <laughs> oh, how could you? Did you ever watch the original Leprechaun films? Uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen the one with Jen France and the first one. I've seen the one with. Is it Ice Cube the one ice where tea. he's Ice T? <laughs> ice T. Uh, that one. And uh, there's something special. I mean, they're no troll too. They're not that right. good, uh, <laughs> but they're in the ballpark. Glenn, of course, is our senior correspondent in charge of movies that are so bad they're good. Uh, yes. Cody, did you watch the trailer for the Leprechaun picture? Of course I did. <laughs> and what what did you think? They didn't really show the Leprechaun though. We didn't get to see Horn Swoggle. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer. Um, the only thing I took from it really is they seem to be trying to maybe take it a little bit more seriously than the first few movies. Oh, that's the thing that stuck out to me immediately was that it felt like this this movie is taking itself seriously. I, I would yeah. say first few. I'd, I'd say that the first one was kind of dark, and after that, they, they got a little bad. Uh, kind of, yeah, but there's still some like cheesy leprechaun-y one-liners. Right. Uh, so are you interested in checking it out? Um, I might watch it on DVD someday when, <laughs> when it's it like a dollar. Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> um, where are you at on this, uh, Aaron? How does this film strike you? <laughs> uh, well, as I mentioned in, in the blurb, I mean, you know, it's from the same trust that brought you, you know, twelve rounds, the Marine Two, the Mean Street Posse, the Boogeyman. I mean, it's just it, it's reeking of just pure dog shit. But 
just so much so where it's enticing. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch it. By the way, this is slated for video on demand and Blu-ray release only. VOD in August, Blu-ray in September. Oh, I can't wait. So there you go. It's a direct It's a direct to video on demand movie. Nothing like washing the taste of Guardians of the Galaxy out of my mouth with Leprechaun Origins oh, yeah, yeah. from you're the gonna, WWE. Yeah, you're going to have to wash that shit out of your mouth for sure. Oh, um, my God. Glenn, E3 happened. Did you pay uh, as much attention to it as I did? Because if you did, then you're probably a lot like me right now, which is fucking baggy eyes, and I, I feel like I haven't slept in, in days. I I was I paid way too much attention to E3 this year. Did you did you follow it much? Yeah, uh, I would say the main theme for E3 this year, especially if you're a PS4 owner, is 2015 is going to be awesome. Uh, yes. 2014, not so much. No, uh, there's like one game that's coming out this year that looked enticing, and it's an Xbox One, Sunset Overdrive. That game looks like a bunch of fun. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's like it's kind of it reminds me. Uh, what was it? I guess three years ago or whatever, when Arkham City came out and Uncharted came out, the new Halo came out, and then the the next like wave of Call of Duty, like they all came out in a span of like three weeks. Uh, I feel like that's what 2015 is going to be, but some of them are spaced out, like uh, 1886 The Order, that looks really good, right. uh, then Bloodborne, which looks kind of similar and also good. Yes. Uh, I, didn't, then... I, didn't include, I didn't include that in that. We've got, up on the website, I've got a, a compilation of game trailers and a little bit of uh, gameplay as well from stuff that really uh, piqued my interest. Bloodborne was not one of them, however. And, uh, the... uh... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. It's just, yeah, I don't, I saw it and I'm like, oh, this looks cool. And then I immediately watched the order and I was like, uh, wait, wait a minute. I, this just happened. I, I actually, cause I walked away and right. come in and I just had it as like a loop and, uh, I thought it was the same thing, just different graphics. <laughs> uh, Aaron, did you get to see any of the stuff from, from E3 this year? Anything stick out to you? Uh, the order that yeah. game. Oh my God. I cannot wait. Are you sold? Yes, very, I'm sold, signed, sealed. I mean, I am. I'm ready to go. It looks. It looks good to me. Um, it looks good to me because the uh, the the first thing I saw, because I, 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 I love Victorian, uh, the the Victorian time setting and all, all that shit. But yeah. uh, I, the, when they showed the baddie, and I'm like, oh fuck, a, a zombie. <laughs> it looked like a fucking zombie. I'm like, another zombie game. Fuck off. And then it turned into a big ass werewolf. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh shit, that's great. Werewolves right. are fine. <laughs> Fuck zombies, werewolves, that's where it's at. Uh, by the way, Bloodborne is probably going to get a lot of press because the director of the game is uh, is Miyazaki, who is, um, hmm. uh, yeah, he's a, a very famous, uh, not the Miyazaki who does, like, all the anime stuff, I believe. I think that's another Miyazaki. <laughs> uh, this guy's, like, a super famous uh, game designer in Japan. Uh, he's like the Miyazaki of video games. <laughs> Miyazaki is the Miyazaki of video games, Glenn. Um, but by the way, Aaron, I I, I want to double up on what Glenn said about Sunset Overdrive, by the way. Uh, very few games I saw that were Xbox One exclusives made me go, oh, I wish I had an Xbox One. But that that was one of them. That looked like a shit ton of fun. It looks like the... Um, it kind of reminds me of like the, uh, cause I, I remember hearing you guys talk about the Deadpool game and how that kind of yeah. broke the fourth wall down and knew it was a video game. And that's exactly how this game 
treats it. I mean, like oh, the, wow. the guy in the trailer is even like, you know, can you save the world? Of course you can. It's a fucking video game. Uh, they they censor him, of course, but it's goddamn great. the The gameplay looks fun as hell, and uh, yeah, it looks like a, a video game that knows it's a video game and kind of even pokes fun at other video games and shit. Uh, yeah, that that looks like a shit ton of fun. Like down down your alley for sure, Aaron. But um, <laughs> yeah, the uh, of course the uh, they they had a nice big reveal of uh, Batman Arkham Knight along with some actual gameplay arkham battle tanks yeah because <laughs> uh i mean it looks awesome i think the graphics oh. are pretty oh yeah yeah it is yeah. gorgeous looking for sure absolutely um the cody did you see the trailer for the uh the with the gameplay in it for arkham knight oh yeah of course his suit looks very uh mechanical no like there's a lot of moving yeah. parts in that suit does that yeah, sit well with you, or? I mean, it's whatever. It kind of looked a little Iron Manny to me, mm-hmm. which I'm not a huge fan of. But I mean, it looks pretty sweet. So, yeah, what, what can you do, really? And then, uh, like the other stuff, like you were talking about, I was going to make the same comparison about uh, Sunset Overdrive to the Deadpool game that you did, but you, you didn't play that though, right? Oh, the Deadpool game? No, I have not played it. Yeah, what? Well, Aaron played it. Glenn, did you play it? Yeah, I played it. Yeah, that's that's probably the best comparison you kind of kind of give to it where it's kind of that just wacky really over the top uh, right. but, but really fun looking right the um i want to run over a couple of the other things that i thought were really tremendous looking um the they they did they had a cinematic trailer for the tomb raider movie again you glenn you're right off the bat uh 100 dead on with this that's the theme 2015 will be a great year uh forget about the rest of this year <laughs> Uh, and probably even early next year. These most of these games are probably going to come out. Yeah, a lot of them are February and March. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, unless you're a fan of Uncharted. Uh, by the way, the Uncharted, I believe it's a placeholder date, but given the placeholder date, probably tells me that it's last quarter 2015, because the placeholder date on uh, on the PlayStation Store right now is December 31st, 2015, uh, is the placeholder <laughs> date. Uh, wow. They showed uh, a gorgeous cinematic trailer for Uncharted 4. Uh, I can't wait to get it. In fact, watching that trailer made me remember how much fun I had playing Uncharted 3. And then I immediately went and bought the two-pack of Uncharted 1 and Uncharted 2 because I have not played them yet. Um, oh, man, 2 is awesome. Because it, yeah, uh, it was uh, 30 bucks for both games on uh, Amazon. So, yeah, I, uh, I bought that up real quick. Um, there was a... A, a nice little look at the the next Assassin's Creed game. Um, of course, there's the the Master Chief Collection. I think where they're releasing the first four Halo games remastered for Xbox One. Um, they announced that there's going to be a GTA Five remaster for PS4. Um, and same probably, as Last of Us. And and probably for Xbox One. They said they're going to be including new content. As well, but uh, the thing that I thought was interesting at the at the Sony conference was that they said you can not only can you cross over your saves from your PS3, but if you have a, an Xbox 360, you can somehow cross over your save from the 360 onto wow. the PS4 version. So they're really <laughs> they're like buy it on PS4 and you can just take your saved game right on over to to PS4 from your 360. Um, there was a uh, little Big Planet Three looked really fun. My kids are gonna adore that, I'm sure. Ooh, and when Zelda. I, I like playing that game, man. And when they're <laughs> I was gonna say, and when they're not around, I'll play it when they're at right. school. Um, 
Yeah, I wanted to put up Zelda, but they didn't really show anything for Zelda. The the Wii U. The only thing from Wii U that I ended up putting up that I was way interested in is Mario Maker, uh, which, <laughs> if you guys looked at, is tremendous. It's essentially just build your own 8-bit Mario game. Uh, <laughs> it, looked, it looked like so much fun. I would... Uh, I mean, I probably wouldn't spend 60 bucks on it because I'd, you know, play it for like three days and then get tired of it. Uh, but it looks like a really fun-ass game to rent. Uh, the game that really caught my attention the most, Glenn, was No Man's Sky. Did you check out the trailer for that? I did, and I didn't know what the hell was going on because it literally looked like the uh, the scene in Lion King when he says, I can't wait to be king. It looked like someone threw up that scene and turned it into a video game. <laughs> right. Um, and then it... you go into space. Like, it looks... Yeah, I, I just it looks it, it's intriguing. I just don't know what so the hell is, is going on. Is it about on. a baby lion that goes into space? Is that what this uh, game is about? You so. could be a baby lion. I mean, that jumps into a spaceship. Yeah, it's first, <laughs> it's first person perspective, so it could be you could be Simba. Space. Oh. Simba. I'm not sure. There's uh, purple rhinos and and brachiosauruses with stegosaurus plates on their neck. Like I, right. it was. It looks the, interesting. The per the uh, apparently the the purpose of the game is that it's. Um, it's a open world, obviously. It's it's like open universe, essentially. Uh, but it's it's ever expanding and completely user generated. The 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 game makers claim that there will literally be nobody who has the exact same game experience. Uh, every single person will spawn on their like very own planet, like it, you know. Oh Jesus. So yeah, and. And basically, they say you start at the outer rim of your galaxy, and your idea is to explore and uh, to meet other people. And you can get in—you know—you can explore shit on the planet. You can explore shit in space. You can get into space battles, and there's all this other stuff. They haven't said whether or not there's a direct story involved, but they say that you know you'd spend your time working, uh, working—you know—your way inwards from the outer rim of the galaxy further inwards. And basically, they're like, look, you could play the game for a hundred hours and not encounter something that your next door neighbor playing the same game, you know, would encounter. Like they may, uh, you know, they may find something that, you know, you may never ever find in all of your time playing the game. So like every, you know, and the same goes for you, you may find something they'll never find. Uh, so yeah, the idea is like completely unique experience and like really truly open world. They haven't really described whether or not, like I said, there's going to be a central theme or story I'm guessing there'll probably be something loosely in there, but with how open the game seems, um, you know, like it, it strikes me more of akin to like a prettier looking Minecraft where there's really yeah. not a Minecraft story, uh, but people, you know, have kind of put together their own worlds and things like that. So it sounds overwhelming as shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. It sounds like gigantic. <laughs> like sometimes games seem so big, I'm afraid to go into them because it's right, just yeah. like that's so huge. Like, um, the other Xbox One exclusive that I thought looked gorgeous was Cuphead, which looks like <laughs> a side-scroller, but designed like, uh, you know, 1940s or 50s animation, like the dawn of color animation. It, it looked gorgeous for the 36 seconds that they showed. Um, Far Cry 4 looked pretty cool. Um, you know, who wouldn't want to ride on an elephant while shooting people with machine guns? True. Um, it looked good. Um, you know, Uncharted 4 is the thing I'm obviously looking forward to most, but... Uh, yeah, there was a lot of stuff. There was some hardware shit that I didn't pay any attention to. Um, lots of bundles. They they talked about Destiny a lot, which I don't know. I'm feeling weird about this. Am I the only? I'm not interested in that game at all. I have no interest in playing it. Nope. 
no, nothing. Glenn, do you have any interest in this game? I have no interest whatsoever. I just, I don't know why. They're like, it's Bungie. It's the people who made Halo, and it's going to be available on PlayStation. And I'm just, yeah, I don't know. Oh, so it's going to suck after two games? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, I mean, okay. I, I say they suck, but they're better than anything Call of Duty's ever put out. <laughs> so okay. Laying down the gauntlet there. For wow. Me. Um, hey, let's go back to talking about TV and movie, huh? Um, we, uh, we talked, did we talk about it on the podcast that never was about, uh, who they cast to play Daredevil? I don't think we did. We didn't even mention it on that podcast? Charlie so. Cox, right? Yeah. yeah, he's I from, think, from Boardwalk Empire, yeah. I think we talked about, I think you mentioned it briefly, but we spent most of the time talking about Kingpin. Um... Well, this was uh no, because I mean this was no, because we didn't even yeah yeah this was this was just announced. I, I don't even we may have even glossed over the fact that they had signed somebody for Daredevil. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio is gonna be Kingpin. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the move, Aaron? Love it. Holy shit, do I love it. Um, Glenn, do you uh are you a fan of Mr. D'Onofrio? Do you think this is a this is a good fit for him? Yeah, he's awesome. I just have to disagree with what I'm assuming is Aaron's wife. Uh. The role you should remember him in is Full Metal Jacket and she's a, or she's Men a, in Black, she's a little, too. She's a little too young to remember Full Metal Jacket, so... <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm a little too young to know to remember Full Metal Jacket, but definitely... I mean, he shot Army of the Army right in the face, so... Oh, no, I could quote that movie all day. I don't know that she's ever seen it. Oh. So he's... Wait a minute, wait a minute. So you guys are saying he's not more known for his... Uh, his role in uh, fuck I don't know uh, like uh, Law and Order or he, no Full Metal Jacket Full Metal Jacket has to be his claim to fame. Yeah. Well, he's probably w- more well known to like the masses from Law and Order, but Full Metal Jacket was uh, probably the, the thing that like first burst him onto the scene. Yeah, he was uh, uh, incredible in that. Holy shit! The, uh, the, the the guy can you know he can bring intensity. He can clearly play insane. He's a giant dude. He yeah. just looks like he's ready just to you know. He can literally just march in march in any city today as Vincent D'Onofrio with an army and take it over, and everybody would buy him as a real life kingpin. So, yeah, I'm. Oof, they're making a lot of good choices with the uh, with this TV show so far. It's also going to be in Jurassic World as well, I yeah. believe. So mm-hmm. he's the villain, I guess. I guess it, he's a non-dinosaur villain. He'll <laughs> be the non-puffer fish, fucking cuttlefish, yeah. T-Rex hybrid, or whatever. He'll be he'll be the douchebag that steals the company away from John Hammond. He'll be that guy. He'll be the uh, new Nedry or something. The new Nedry. <laughs> There can only be one Nedry, of course. Maybe they mixed a part of Nedry with the dinosaur, and that resulted. Oh my God! He's the guy who finds the Barbasol can, (laughs) right? You know it's going to be in the movie. If it's not, I'm going to be really disappointed. If they don't do it, if they don't Um, find it, like they mine, and it's like the Barbasol can, like you know, the beginning of the first one, they mine and find the amber, and then they actually mine and find a Barbasol can with all the DNA they lost. Right. Okay, so this is where I'm feeling. This is where I'm feeling old, you guys, for sure. Uh, the official trailer for Dumb and Dumber Two came out, <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know, what to, I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I posted it right there, right under fucking neath. This did not even get uh, the the tiniest guffaw from me. I, I just watched it. Not even a, a single guffaw. Nothing. Not a man. single. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I, I just watched it. And I'm like, eh, this is this is. This has moved past me now, or I've moved past it. I don't know. I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure what happened here. Either Dumb and Dumber has gone way above and beyond me, or I've gone <laughs> way above and beyond Dumb and Dumber. I'm not sure, but uh, Aaron, what did you think, man? Um, I don't know. It, uh, like I said, if you're looking just to go watch something like some du- some old dudes be silly and yeah. not have to worry about if a movie makes sense or if it's even good, I think you could definitely do a lot worse than Dumb and Dumber too. I. Uh, I, oh I'm, sure, sure, sure. You could do. Uh, I'm anything torn that, uh, on if uh, on if I'm going to see it in theaters or not, though. I think it uh, it depends on what mood I'm in. Uh, <laughs> you know. I mean, well, I was going to say you could go watch Al Pacino and like uh, Jack and Jill or whatever the fuck movie it was that he did. No, I'm not seeing any, any Adam Sandler movies. I don't, I don't give a shit <laughs> who who's in it with him. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, of... I think you know you could you could probably just you know. Get a good doobie and just go watch this movie and giggle oh, for 90 oh, minutes and uh, you ride a train. Guaranteed. Lots of callbacks to the original film Cody I saw in there. Uh, are you looking forward to this, man? Is this something that still tickles your funny bone all these years later? All right. Well, I don't know if I'd say looking forward to per se. Okay. But the trailer did make me laugh. I think it looks funny and it'll be a nice little nostalgic, you know, trip back in time. I, I'll, I'll check it out. It looks decent enough. Now, Glenn, I know you're young, but a long time ago, there was this movie called Dumb and Dumber. Have you ever seen that movie, sir? Did you watch it in school, perhaps, someday? When yeah, you... my, my grandparents told me about it. Um, <laughs> no. Sit around, sit down under the learning tree. Yeah, I I mean, I, I saw that when it came out in 94, so I was three. I mean, I probably saw it when I was like five or six. Yeah. Anyways, uh, it was it was just nice to kind of, like to see them together again. That was like Cody so nostalgia. That was that was it for me. Like, yeah. if it was funny or not, I just for me it was probably just funny because I just got a joy of seeing them together again. I, you know what? I I should take that I should take that back. In my head, I found it funny that the last time I saw Jeff Daniels uh, was on the newsroom, and the next right. time I see him, it's here. That is in fact hilarious to me. Because uh, he went from Aaron Sorkin news political drama on HBO to uh, to fucking fart jokes and butt fucking Jim Carrey in a ridiculous wig uh, in this movie. Um, that man has range. You got to give him some credit. He has some range on him. And he's a he's Tigers Michigan guy. And he's Michigan's a, very young. He's a big Tigers fan indeed, yeah. Um, let me see here. What else do we got? Oh, um, yeah, I wanted to throw that out there. I threw it out there. Um, not very many people saw it. Cody, by the way, thank you for sharing it. Uh, the trailer for that that fan film that I just found, uh, it looked excellent, I thought. Did you watch the trailer? Um, which one was this? It was uh, it was some Star Trek fan film trailer that I found floating around on oh, Facebook. Oh, no. I shared it. I don't remember watching it, though. <laughs> it looks. You shared it, but thanks. Did anybody watch it? <laughs> I, I thought it looked really good. I feel bad for them now if nobody else watched it. Uh, I, I did not, but I will uh, as soon as we're done. Silence is golden. Um, <laughs> uh, apparently, well, because uh, I noticed uh, when I wrote about it, um, it's it's weird now because it's uh, it's a fan film, but all of the people in it are like Star Trek veterans: Tony Todd, uh, Gary Graham, and uh, Richard Fucking Hatch is in this. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, you gotta, figure, like, you, know, you gotta figure too, like how the uh, how the Mortal Kombat franchise got rebooted, and same thing for the uh, the Street Fighter stuff. I mean, you know, they did uh, fan films, but with established stars. I mean, maybe they're trying to right. scare up some work or a project or something. Yeah, this is it's it's actually um, 
um, the epic. I mean, it, I mean, it's pretty a pretty deep cut into Star Trek fandom as well because it's based off of an original series episode and it's essentially a prequel to that episode uh, about a battle. And the film is shot. It looks like documentary style, uh, essentially. So it's really a weird look at it. Like it's uh, it's it's the events are a prequel to an uh, an original series episode, uh, but it's shot after like after the fact and documentary style, which is really strange. Like I don't see a lot of that. Usually it's well, shit. Now I got to go watch this thing. Now it's dudes wanting to run around with, usually it's dudes wanting to run around in the woods with phasers and shit. Um, I, I really shouldn't say that because there are some, some fan film projects that are actually really solid and well-made. Uh, there's, there's one with the fucking Asian guy from Mythbusters in it for Christ's sake. So they've gained a little more uh they've gained a little more exposure over the years than they did when I think I when I first started noticing them but um we we'll go from that trailer to uh this trailer for Birdman Aaron I now oh, this is, I, know. I did not see this so so give me the give me the 411 on this what what is this Birdman thing all about it's essentially like if they were to follow have followed Michael Keaton around like 5 years ago uh, if he was trying to get a Broadway uh, play put together, it, it's about a guy who is, you know, most famously known, uh, deservedly so, for playing like an iconic hero yeah. who later in his life is having problems shedding uh, the, the Birdman role, and he's trying to get a, a play mounted on Broadway and try to get his life back together and things of that nature. It uh, the trailer itself looked awesome. I mean, you know, in, in just the fact that they were kind of smart enough to cast Michael Keaton in this role, I think old, you know, it, it adds a certain kind of a uh, kind of cool value to it, you know, knowing that he probably went through something very similar to this. So the movie oh, itself absolutely. looks like it's going to be, you know, very dark, uh, but very good. Uh, Glenn, did you check it out? I did. What, what do you think? Uh, it seems intriguing. It was definitely like when I saw it, when I, when you posted a trailer, I was like, okay, this is like a really, really small indie movie. And it probably still is in any movie. And then I started seeing the cast and I was like, is that Edward Norton? And then would a few seconds go by, and be like, oh shit, that's Edward Norton. Is that Zach Galifianakis? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> the cast is intriguing just because it was so weird. But right. given what Cody had has said about the movie, uh, going just by the trailer, you probably wouldn't have caught all of that because they really skim over certain stuff, and you, they say like, yeah, he's having trouble trying to get over being a Birdman, but it's more of like he wants to become him kind of thing that seems a little odd uh, versus trying to shed it away. So we'll see. I mean, it seems interesting. I'll definitely uh, keep an eye out for it. Cody, did you check that trailer out? Yeah, it looks fantastic. Uh, Just to add what to everybody else has said to me, I kind of got like a wrestler vibe from it Mm -hmm. where it's like this guy who was this famous dude and he's kind of living in that shadow and he's getting crap for it. And he's just trying to mount his comeback. And when it looks I, like it's going to be serious and deep and dark, like Aaron said. I, I think it looks great. So they're not going to go the Galaxy Quest route, where <laughs> people are typecast and then they really get abducted by aliens. Uh, nothing like that at all? I mean, if I can see some Sigourney Weaver cleavage, I'm all right with it. <laughs> all you got to do now is look at her knees. I'm sure you'll see some cleavage. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, wait for the next three Avatar movies. <laughs> no shit. No, I believe I believe she's cast for the next 13 or 14 Avatar movies. I'm not sure. They, they It seems like uh, every day or so Cameron's announcing another six or so sequels to that film. Um, I... <laughs> Part of I I feel so myopic about this. Like I feel like he's I know I know he has not bled this franchise dry, but 
just with all these fucking announcements about like there's gonna be this movie and this movie and this movie, I feel like it's already been bled dry somehow. Like, well, it's my... like... go ahead. I was like, James Cameron takes forever to make stuff. So like he keeps talking about it, and you never you never see anything. And now they got the Pandora Park opening up in uh, Animal Kingdom and at Disney yeah. uh, theme parks. I think 2016. So it's just like you get all this other stuff, but the actual content it's based off of. Right. I think that's the biggest problem. I mean, he talked about years he was going to make a Terminator movie, and ended up him not doing it. Right. Uh, it's just I I don't know I. I despise James Cameron. Eventually, the rides, the movies will be based on the rides that you can experience, because fucking Avatar 5 isn't going to come out until, like, 2030 or something like that at this point. Um, you know what the thing is? I liked Avatar. I, I did. Um, I thought yeah. it was way overhyped. Like, I think people bought way too much into that. I didn't think the story was this amazing all-time story, because it, it wasn't. It was Dances with Wolves, essentially, which... Yep. Uh... <laughs> You know, which is a good movie. Uh, and they told the story well. I don't have a problem with people retelling a story, but I saw way too many people that were just like, oh, my God, the originality of James Cameron. And, uh, yeah, that, that <laughs> shit turned me off right away. It's like, no, he was just – his originality came with the leaps forward in filmmaking. Like, whenever he puts out um, – you know, I think this is going to ultimately hurt his reputation amongst moviegoers eventually – because his reputation now is Jim Cameron makes a movie when he's ready to change film forever. And uh, <laughs> I didn't feel like Avatar really changed movies forever at all. Not, maybe not, but, I mean, I put off watching it for a long time because, like, what you were saying with everybody just hyping it up. Yeah, so much. But, but for me, that movie, like, I got as excited and got the same feeling <laughs> that I got from the first time I watched Star Wars. Right. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it was it was... Gorgeous and, Im oh, and, Im bullshit. and immersive and, and like no, I mean I can I can get how people can watch that and feel that way about that movie. Uh, but yeah, I'm not to feel like the way good. you get about Star Wars. Wow, that's that's some deep emotions, man. <laughs> well, to be fair, Cody's emotions of Star Wars have been tempered over the years by everything George Lucas has produced based on Star Wars after the original three movies. And Hayden so. fucking Christensen. <laughs> it always comes back to him for sure. Um, Len, tell us a little bit about your uh, your blog that's up on the website now. Uh, you, sir, had uh, the temerity to uh, to list <laughs> what you considered to be the uh, the greatest year for movies in the '90s. Uh, why don't you run us through the blog real quick, and and how long this took for you to determine? Uh, well, the idea always stemmed through discussions I had with my friends that we always just said '99 was the best year of movies, and so I went with that argument. Be like, okay, what about the decade? And I started to go through, and then I came across '94, and uh, and Which I was, was like, a good okay, year, yeah. it, you know, the thing is, like, <laughs> I mean, you do, you have Forrest Gump, you have Lion King, Pulp Fiction, Shawshank, mm -hmm. um, as Lion big, King. yeah, I, I said that. Oh, you did you? Okay, my bad. <laughs> uh, if not, I, I Hamlet with lions. Uh, you know, you have all these, you have these Which would movies. have been a better title, by the way. <laughs> you have these, you know, those movies are influential and big, giant blockbuster hits or, yeah. or you know, cult followings. And for me, it was, you could kind of, as I write in the blog, you kind of equal those out a little bit. And as crappy as a Star Wars movie is, I mean, that was, it's a, that still is a huge deal. And the same thing, however you feel about the Matrix movies, I mean, they dramatically changed the way we view action. Mm 
for for about a decade until we decided, oh, we probably don't need to do slow mo every time now. There's there's a time and place for it, and that's called dread. Uh, <laughs> Come but, on, that movie was awesome. It was awesome. I love. I did. Yeah, that's why I said dread. It, he said used, it was. He said yeah, they used it well. Yeah. Yeah, they used it. Okay. They used slow mo the right way. Uh, uh, what I mean, uh, the sixth sense um, gave us the unfortunate career of uh, M Night Shyamalan. So, I mean, it, mm-hmm. that's always where the idea kind of came from. And American Beauty, which is one of my favorite movies, uh, uh, you know, also that year as well. So there's, right. it's kind of that. And I'll, I'll kind of work my way back. Um, I probably won't deal with the 40s because uh, it's going to be Casablanca because that's the perfect movie. So there you go. Uh, there's a discussion, spoiler. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, still trying to wrap, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that you wrote a blog about a decade of movies where you were just trying to figure out how to keep skid marks out of your underwear. <laughs> well, because Glenn is a movie connoisseur, sir. This is this is why he is on a cinema a site called Cinema Geekly. Yeah, he's just a, a movie nerd, which is cool. That's why we're all that's why oh, we're yeah. all here. Yeah. Oh, I, I love I love I don't just watch the the comic book stuff. Uh, I I, uh, I I I love dramas. Yeah. So as we know, once Oscar season comes around, oh, don't yes. worry. Uh, the, the pinky, the pinky will go in the air. Yep. His we, nose will be thumping down. He's on. gonna flourish the shit out of that pinky. <laughs> uh huh. There's the, gonna be uh, some good ones this year too. So. '99 was a good year, though. Um, no, no argument there. Um, I part of me, I, I was like maybe '93 for a minute until I looked at '93, and then I'm like, oh well, '93 had like Jurassic Park. Yeah. It had like <laughs> it had Schindler's List. Uh, you know, and then. Uh, Philadelphia, maybe. Yeah, I mean there there's some heavy hitters in there. You could go to others. I mean, '94 also had Quiz Show, which is really good. Um, it's just a lot of those movies are really dated. Right, right. And I they agree. don't. I mean, I love Quiz Show, but I, watching it recently versus when I watched it like six years ago, uh, you can definitely see how it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't like Pulp Fiction, so. Uh, Stephanie. What, what, what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Yeah. <laughs> you said that you don't like Pulp Fiction? I don't. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cody, Cody is disgusted. You can hear it. You can hear the disdain in his voice. Yeah, just go back on to your, your thing about Stephanie there, because I don't want to go into this huge, big <laughs> argument of rant with Glenn right now. I, I By the way, I loved, I loved Pulp Fiction as well. I mean, most people do. They also like, uh, what's a uh, Boondock Saints? Uh, what, what, oh, uh, Donnie fucking... Darko. I mean, yeah, there's. I there's fucking these... hated Donnie Darko, but I do like the Boondock Saints. And I don't like the Boondock Saints or Donnie Darko, actually. So if, if you if you don't like Pulp Fiction, try watching it again after having a watch shoved up your ass for five years. <laughs> I love Reservoir Dogs. That's just that was that's I just there's certain things I don't like Tarantino where I don't like people who use the same storytelling tool. Over, over and over, over again. Right. Um, because I love I, a lot of his movies. I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I dig the I dig the movies, but I I get the point totally. Yeah. So, uh, let me see. I, yeah, my point on Stephanie. Stephanie actually uh, was was awesome. Actually, posted a couple of has a really couple of great posts up on the Facebook page. I don't think she's done this before, but um, she's got what? yeah she's got a couple of them up there, including um, the some of the the first looks uh, official set images and shit from Jurassic World. Are up. Uh, of that course, was her. It, that was Steph. Oh. Um, and of course, it doesn't show anything. You get to see uh, Star Lord by a motorcycle. You get to see some kids. 
standing oh, in a no place shit. standing wow. in a standing in a place where you might presume dinosaurs could be, but they're not going to show you any of that shit. Um, I mean, the look of the movie looks fine. In fact, looking at the the pictures, it feels more like the first Jurassic Park, like the way that the you know at least in the way everything's the sets are dressed and the way everything kind of looks. Yeah. I, I kind of get that vibe from it a little bit more. Well, uh, it is it is a functioning park. Right. So. Um, and she also posted the uh, the character posters for Guardians of the Galaxy, which all look uh, gorgeous. <laughs> I want uh, I want that fucking Rocket and Groot poster in my in my bedroom. I, I'm sure I'll probably get vetoed on that, but uh, I really <laughs> want that. It looks badass. Not if you uh, have it framed, you know, like in a, like a, like at a Michaels or something super fancy. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so no big big thanks to Stephanie for for getting that, and she is more than welcome to continue posting stuff uh, whenever yes. she finds things. Uh, the more the merrier. Join on in. Uh, Aaron, a whole bunch of DC Universe shit uh, has has popped up. Let's let's try to go one at a time here. It appears that we have a at least a, a rumored schedule for what we could be expecting in the future from the DCU. What what is this all looking like? It's looking like they have got a shitload of movies coming out uh, from now until May of 2018. Essentially, they they all mapped out. You know what we knew about already. We knew about Batman vs Superman and uh, the Justice League. The ones we didn't know about are also slated for 2016. Uh, Shazam, uh, the Long Rivered Sandman movie that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was you know supposedly attached to at some point uh, as a writer producer. I'm not sure what's still going on with that. Uh, in 2017, Justice League, the Wonder Woman spinoff, and then a Flash and Green Lantern team up, and then in May of 2018 with Man of Steel 2. That is a really – that's a lot of movies crammed into a very short amount of time as well. I mean, plus you throw in Marvel uh, and the Star Wars movies into there too. I mean holy shit. We're going to be very busy boys for the next couple of years. And there's going to be another Star Trek movie in there as well yeah. for, for, for my sakes. The 50th anniversary I think is – 2016 somewhere in there so mm-hmm. um so it's nice to see that they're giving themselves until 2017 to figure out how to make a wonder woman movie properly so they're giving right. themselves a long a lot of leeway right to, and to i would i would to think too this. i mean if they're just gonna have a shazam you know movie i mean they would almost have to cameo him and batman vs superman wouldn't they uh you would think so yeah, yeah. well they could have like a little kid or something kind of right. casually stroll by right yes. um Okay, so uh, you posted some more spoilers as well. So um, are, are these more in the uh, the in uh, in Rumor Central or uh, where 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 does this stuff sit? I think it's like with uh, involving like Martian Manhunter or something along those lines. Yeah, uh, Jeff Snyder from the Rap tweeted out a picture of an agency grid that uh, he had gotten a hold of, um, and uh, the studios come out and they, they they've been denying Martian Manhunter, but essentially this casting grid, you know debunks their debunking and says that not only will, uh, will the Martian Manhunter be in the movie, uh, so will Max Lord, uh, but the villain for the Justice League is being listed as Darkseid. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, and obviously, you know, it's a fairly unverified source, or I mean, it's, right. you know, but... Uh, Very much a rumor, uh, but, you know, it, it is interesting. Right. Uh, let me see here. Oh, hey, uh, Jason Momoa, you you lying sack of shit. <laughs> Although, come on, it's, it's let, let's be honest, he's not really a lying sack. Of shit. He's just doing what everybody who works on any type of movie with any type of budget 
with any level of secrecy and basically has to, you know, I don't know how many times I heard Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, change the subject. Are, are you playing con? Well, um, let me see here. Uh, uh, moving on. Uh, and they, you know, I don't right. know how many times I had to hear everybody in that movie constantly. It was a really badly kept secret, but they had no choice because I'm sure it's in their contract somewhere that, you know, Zack Snyder will show up to Momoa's house in slow motion, kick him into a fucking bottomless pit or some shit if he if he tells people. But uh, yeah, according to this report from HitFix, he is in the movie, uh, apparently for at least Justice League, uh, but could be Dawn of Justice as well, I believe. Uh, and he's going to be Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, what What do you make of this? Love it. This is uh this is good. Uh, Aquaman not always a white guy, so. No, it doesn't really have to be. It, you know, no. it's just cool the fact that you know they're getting someone who's known for kind of playing badasses to actually you know make Aquaman legitimate. I think anyone who who you know couldn't pull off who wasn't Khal Drogo, I mean, couldn't play this role. The, the you couldn't throw in like you no. Know, uh, Zach Efron into this role because then that all the old jokes come to the forefront how Aquaman you know is pretty shitty uh, and <laughs> useless. Course. But I mean, you throw in a guy like Momoa, like you're saying, like okay, Aquaman is not to be fucked with. Yeah, the man who could win the heart of the mother of dragons, of course, it's a badass. <laughs> <Absolutely. like he. laughs> yeah, uh, uh, on his Instagram too. Like I don't know if he's trolling or what. But he just put up a picture of him holding a, a pitchfork, kind of a very uh, like very a Aquaman looking. Yeah, like like a trident. Yeah. So it, uh, I don't know if he's just trolling or or what. But uh, yeah, let's let's get this uh, let's get this show on the road. I want to see it already. I, I wish it was 2016 today. Glenn, is this good news? Yeah, like uh, like Aaron said. Uh, you think uh, Aquaman's a pansy-ass pussy, and uh, you throw this guy in there, you're not going to say it to his face, at least. <laughs> at the very least, Because yeah. uh, that that's a big dude. Yeah. And and it makes sense, like, the fact that, like, he's Samoan, and, you know, they're very waterly, water-friendly. Um, where's they Cody, were Pokemon, they're definitely water type. Like the Samoan merman. Yeah, so... <laughs> I, was ready for Cody, I was ready for Cody to jump in with a, that's racist! So... Uh, it just makes sense they would choose him. So yeah, I mean it. He's it, a good it's, pick. Yeah, it's near perfect. Uh, they they could have they could have gone a lot worse. You know, like Robert oh. Pattinson. <laughs> yes, uh, I believe we joked about this before. Uh, with any with any number of people, uh, the the werewolf kid as well. I, I if I could interject, Jason Momoa is actually Hawaiian, not Samoan. Well, it's an N at the end. <laughs> Samoan, Hawaiian, it's its all the same, Aaron. No, so, it's not. This it's is America. As someone who lived there for several years, there is a, a very distinct difference that they will defend. Well, we're all mainland <laughs> we are all mainland Americans, so we don't know any better, and that's our excuse. We can get away with it as a result. We're products of our education system. Um, also, Glenn, no excuse for that. You should do your homework and brush up in the future. Okay, uh, fine, then. I want him the rock to fight and just settle out which one's better. <laughs> There you go. Uh, so, Cody, Cody, what do you think of the the uh, how the future of the DCU is uh, shaping up? Uh, it looks good. Um, I was really kind of surprised at the the Shazam movie mm-hmm. and um, a, a Flash um, Green Lantern team up, uh, just because Shazam isn't really like a huge character, and with Green Lantern and Flash, that's kind of a to me it was a weird team up because you know most of Green Lantern stuff takes place like in outer space and. You know, the Flash is a guy who runs fast right, on the right. ground. But, I mean, I'm looking forward to all of it. It all is really 
exciting for me because I'm more of a DC guy. So well, but but Shazam's kind of a hard sell, right? Now, isn't that a little kid who found a ring or something? Well, all right, he's a little kid. I think his name's Billy Bats, and um, basically Bats. a wizard comes to him. There you go. A wizard gives him the power, and he's he, all he has to do is say Shazam, and then he turns into um, that hero. And it, he's he's a magical character. Which uh, the hero he turns into is Captain Marvel, not Shazam. So I guess they finally lost the the legal uh, battle that they've been because it's been back and forth for years with Marvel, seeing who has the rights to it. And I always thought they had it, but I think with the fact that they're making a movie, they're probably just going to go with the wizard's name. And just yeah, copy just that onto Shazam. him, yeah. Because people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's a Marvel movie," and you're like, "Oh, what, what the fuck? Why is this guy talking about Superman and Batman and not, you know, Iron Man?" Uh, now, this is the part of the podcast where everybody assures me that Shazam is in no way related to Kazam, of course, played by Shaquille O'Neal in the horrible 1996 well, Shaquille movie. Shaquille O'Neal did play a Man of Steel, so there's a, a loose <laughs> connection there already. So he's not related to the Shaquille O'Neal character from the horrible 1996 movie where Shaq plays a genie? Uh, I would say orphanage. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Billy Batson might be like Shaq's white adopted son. <laughs> uh, same orphanage, huh, Glenn? Okay, well, that's good. We can Maybe we can get a crossover movie. I mean, Shaq is he's out, of, he's out of work right now, so... so. You know, all that can be one franchise now. <laughs> Shazam Kazam crossover. I'm well, with Annie this. as well. If we're gonna go with oh, the orphanage course, route, yeah, yeah, of course, a little little orphan Annie. How could we forget her? Of course. Um, uh, I don't even know where we're going anymore. Uh, season finale of Game of Thrones is tonight. Uh, oh yeah, looking very much forward to this. Uh, I believe it starts in about an hour as a, as a, at the time we were recording this, I think, on the east coast of the United States or in the central time zone or whatever the, the fuck time zone we're in. I don't even remember anymore. You guys oh, are the eastern. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, it's going to be great, of course, with uh, with all of these shortened season type shows. Uh, I will immediately feel horrible after it's over because I'll feel like it's come and gone too quickly. Uh, I, you know, I'm still, I'm still not fully recovered from blow, uh, like blowing through oranges, the new black. So <laughs> I am still not fully recovered from that. Uh, but you wait a couple of weeks, we have guardians and then we have Dr. Who. So yes, yes, of course. I mean, and I'm very slowly working my way through, uh, Dr. Who again, we just, we literally just finished the Ackleson run. So we're gonna, uh, we're diving into the David Tennant run, uh, probably tomorrow sometime. So, Good man. uh, yeah, we're, uh, that's like my third go through the series, but uh, I think it's like the first go through for like this year or just no. Gen- oh, okay, <laughs> I, I, th- I think since you got me started watching it, it's my third go through. So wow, uh, good for you. Yeah, I, I've I've watched it quite a few times. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh outside of that. There's a this is a, a very slow weekend for movies uh, that are opening. Let's uh. I, I want to mention Blu-ray releases, but it won't be hard. Let's let's talk about them real quick. It, there's there's only two Blu-ray releases for June the 17th. Joyride 3 Roadkill, which hmm. sounds just like a, an excellent piece of cinema. Is it from WWE Studios? Uh, no. Um, this is from... God, who who's releasing this? Is somebody releasing this movie? Anchor Bay. Is it Anchor Bay? Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm just throwing out some other... <laughs> the... Oh, this no, is being no offense, Anchor Bay, um, but you know, be related. It's a 20th Century Fox Home Entertainment direct-to-DVD sequel 
of wow. Joyride and Joyride 2, Dead Ahead, which is an awesome <laughs> subtitle for a movie. Um, so, yeah, that's coming out in the uh, the Lego movie. That's coming out on Blu-ray and Blu-ray 3D. Which Everything is so awesome. Good. I heard a lot of people liked it. I have yet to see this. I want to see it, though. It's pretty good. Um, it's it is it's on my list. Uh, let's look at the box office real quick. Um, we missed all this X Men talk. We got to, we we could have spent all this time. X Men uh, fell two spots. It's out of the out of the top five now. It fell to sixth. It did uh, nine point five million over the course of the weekend, uh, which isn't too bad. Uh, no. It's it's been in theaters for about a month. I want to say so. That's not too bad. Uh, number five of the box office was The Fault in Our Stars. Ooh, that which, dropped fast. Oh, it dropped from number one to number five. Yes, it did $15.7 million. Uh, it lost 67% uh, over its first week. So that's a, a, big, uh, a big fall. Uh, not that it matters, because I think the budget was like $12 bucks for that picture. Oh, yeah, was, okay. So, yeah, they're, I, think they're, I think they're fine. Uh, no worries there. Uh, let me see here. Number four was Edge of Tomorrow, which fell from number three. It did 16.1 million. Um, Maleficent fell from number two to number three. Uh, did 19 million over the course of the weekend. Uh, and then the uh, the two movies that debuted, How to Train Your Dragon 2, actually debuted number two. I thought maybe it would have done a little bit better. It did. Uh, I mean, it did good. It did 50 million opening weekend. Um, and 22 Jump Street was the number one picture, which did 60 million. So a wow. lot of people going to the theaters this weekend. It was jam packed there for 22 Jump Street. Yes. Did you, you have, like it? You have a review on on its way, Glenn. Well, I I just watched it. Um, yes, there will be a review on the way. Uh, yeah, I liked it. It's um, uh, it's hard to describe. <laughs> because like no okay the thing is like if you've seen the first one um you've seen kinda, the second one they, they kind of no uh yes and no they kind of poke fun at themselves a little bit where in the second one they break the fourth wall constantly um of just like you know they i mean you've seen the trailers and they often make the comment like oh we're gonna do the same thing bigger budget and everybody will be happy and that's kind of what the movie is like. They do almost the exact same thing, but the things they change, they they do a shit. To, not even foreshadowing. They're gonna tell you. They tell you what's gonna happen in the movie, uh, because <laughs> that's what. Because it's how every sequel plays out. Right. Uh, so I mean, it's it, it it is really funny. It's really enjoyable. But I I don't know if it was like. I don't I don't know. It's it was interesting. I have no idea what I'm gonna rate it yet. Okay. But it, I mean, it is good. I'll I'll say that it is good, and you got to stay for the credits because it's that's what makes the movie that much better. Thanos is there at the end, I believe. <laughs> uh, no, no, much better. Oh, okay. uh, much much better than Thanos. It is it's it's really funny. Just Channing Tatum naked from the waist down fills up the entire screen. Is that what it is? No, it's okay. they. I mean, do you want me to tell you what it is? Sure, why not? We don't care about that shit. It's all the sequels to like if they ever made another. 21 Jump Street movies, they just show like 21 Jump Street and they're like priests. And once another time, they're like NBA basketball players and that kind of <laughs> stuff. And, and halfway through, after making like 20 of these movies, they uh, uh, Jonah Hill isn't in it and he's replaced by Seth Rogen. And no one's going to notice it. 
and then he comes back the next for the next movie, next mission, and it's like, oh, what? Where you were? Where were you? It's like, oh, I had to go on vacation. Blah blah. blah. I was out of town. I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, is that contract dispute you had? Wait, what contract dispute? And so like they kind of go on through that. It, and then they do uh, 21 Jump Street Generations, and they have you know the all the old cast. Oh. Oh from, the, from the TV show. I mean, it, the credits are really funny because it just it makes you appreciate what they did throughout the whole movie because it's completely self-aware. The cast of the original uh, 21 Jump Street and the new 21 Jump Street have to come together to stop a crazy scientist from using uh, an energy ribbon to destroy a planet so he can get back to the Nexus. I presume that is what the, uh, <laughs> the film 21 Jump Street Generations is about. Uh, I could be wrong. <laughs> Uh, one of the characters will die, and then all of the fans of 21 Jump Street will lament its, his death and talk about how horrible it is for decades after it's occurred. Talking to you, Star Trek fans, I'm still I'm still pissed about how much people fucking talk about Kirk's death. I'm sorry, let's move on. <laughs> um, he died, everybody. Get over it. He's not going to be in any more movies. He's old. He's very, very fucking old. Um, let me see here. I'm saying that now, and then he's going to die tomorrow, and I'm going to sound like the biggest douche. You're gonna cry. I'm gonna cry, and I'm gonna sound like the biggest douche of all time. We lost Shaggy today, so who knows who's next? <laughs> you didn't make him old. That that is true. That's not my fault. Um, opening in theaters this weekend. Uh, slim Pickens, you guys. Uh, we've got Jersey Boys, Oof. which is a, a, a musical slash performing arts film directed by Clint Eastwood about the uh, the life and times of Frankie Valley. Uh, Play is good. Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, I've heard the play's good, and apparently the uh, the the movie cast is largely the the stage cast. Yeah, from what I from what I gather, and Christopher Walken is in a movie where singing and dancing is involved, so it could be good. Um, Clint Eastwood has kind of been hit or miss for me though in his movies, uh, especially as of late. I'm trying to remember the last Clint Eastwood movie I really enjoyed. The Unforgiven. Um, oh come on, no no, I liked uh, Gran Torino. I liked I liked that oh. movie. I enjoyed that. Um, I uh, I enjoyed Changeling, which not a lot of people did, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, and then I, I didn't get to see Flags of Our Fathers or Letters from Iwo Jima, so I don't oh, know man. how good those are. But I've, I've heard they're good, but I don't know. Letters is better. Okay. Letters from Iwo Jima is much better. Letters is better. Uh, and Million Dollar Baby was good, too. And which I have also not seen, unfortunately. Uh, oh, and uh, the movie Aaron, I'm sure, is heading out to see this weekend. Think Like a Man 2. Didn't the first Think Like a Man, didn't that come out, like, earlier this year? Yeah, it might have been, like, 12 weeks ago. <laughs> like, it feels like this. the first movie came out earlier this year. How is there it a did. sequel already? Maybe they filmed them back-to-back, -back, uh, you know, Star <laughs> oh, Wars style. Oh, right. so the director is Peter Jackson? Like Lord of the Rings. Apparently. <laughs> The Think Like a Man saga. Like, they go to fucking New Zealand to shoot uh, in a strip club. Um, think Part like 3 will be out in time for the holidays, man, I'm telling you. Think Like a Man 2, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a coming. It's the, uh, according to the information about this movie that was written by Sony, so they were completely impartial, I think, of when course. they write this. It's the highly anticipated sequel, which was inspired by Steve Harvey's best-selling book. Um, act like a lady, think like a man. All of the couples are back for a wedding in Las Vegas, but plans for a romantic weekend go awry when their various misadventures get them into some compromising situations 
that threatened to derail the big event. Well, that just sounds like a great time at the theater, you guys. That sounds ill-advised. Count me in. Exceedingly <laughs> so, ill-advised. Uh, back to Peter Jackson, hopefully making <laughs> the follow-up movies. For those strip club scenes, do you think they would do random cuts with a uh, GoPro? Oh, possibly. Um, to kind of throw you mad? off a little bit? Are you still mad about the barrel sequence of the GoPros? It completely takes you out of it. <laughs> you just freaking change a color palette and not expect me to notice. You're you're right, by the way, though, when that scene happened. I mean, I probably would. I don't think I noticed it the first time when I watched it in the theater. But after you noticed it, every time we've watched it since, and we got we just got it on Blu-ray, I, I can't not notice it now. Like, yep, it just thanks for out. spoiling that for me, Glenn. Oh, it's just like the Star Trek movie with uh, Zachary Quinto and his 5 o'clock shadow, how it switches back and forth throughout the whole movie. Thanks a lot, Glenn! You're welcome. <laughs> He's Falcon. His facial hair plays by its own roles. That's right. It has no emotions. It does what it wants. Right. Oh, it's like a like a mood ring. Kind of. right. He's like the Hulk. His whiskers grow and he's really pissed. Yeah, the Vulcan has a mood ring, Glenn. Come on. Oh, come on. Of course not. That's what his five o'clock shadow is. It's his he doesn't mood. have fucking emotions. Uh, we have established that in the new J.J. Abrams universe that he does have emotions because he got picked on for it. Actually, hold on. Let me put on my nerd glasses here for one moment. Oh. My extra thick framed nerd glasses. <laughs> Install my pocket protector here. Make sure all the pens and calculators are in there. Okay. Uh, Vulcans, you guys, actually do have emotions. They, In fact, they feel emotions stronger than humans do, which is why they have to suppress them in the first place. You see, because Vulcans a long time ago... If they're ago, so advanced, why do they do, like, the unhealthiest fucking thing ever by bottling their emotions? Well, they don't have a choice. See, a long time ago, they, they lived with, with their emotions, and it resulted in a planet-wide war that was so devastating... Uh, that when it was over, the the one side was just like, fuck it, we're leaving forever. And those guys became the Romulans, and uh, the Vulcans were like, this can never happen again. We have to suppress our emotions. Uh, apparently they were so violent. Uh, they were worse than humans at our worst. You know what? I did not know any of that. Thank you for okay. sharing. So there you go. And we get a movie of that, because that sounds more intriguing than um, anything <laughs> I've seen from Star Wars. Um, it's, cover it's actually covered. Uh, it's not covered extensively, but... There is, a, I believe, a three- or four-episode arc in the fourth season of Enterprise where they actually do kind of go over some of that stuff. You don't get to actually see most of the events, but it's uh, stuff surrounding all of that shit, like how the Vulcans came to be, how the Vulcans are, that sort of thing. Um, that's a really great season, by the way. The first three seasons of Enterprise are, are hit or miss, but the, the fourth season was, was really excellent, which, of course, was the season where the show was canceled, <laughs> never to be seen again. <laughs> it was right when it was hitting its stride. Uh, so yeah, that sucks, of course. Um, let me see here. I think we've covered everything and stretched the podcast out to a full hour. We have. Congratulations. Uh, all right. So everything we talked about this week on cinemageekly.com, our central hub for all of your informations. Uh, and of course, when you branch on out, we've got plun we've got pluns. We got tons of places to fucking do that at Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, YouTube, Tumblr, Instagram, all at Cinema Geekly, and of course, feel free to uh, contribute to the the now overflowing uh, mailbag info at cinemageekly.com. Um, please, no more messages. And the Kickstarter. Of, yeah, I was gonna say, please, no more messages. If you can't afford to give us money for Kickstarter, you don't have to let me know that by email. I mean, I appreciate it. Thank you for letting us know that you you know you like the the podcast and you don't have the money, but that's okay. You don't have to let me know that you don't have the money. It's cool. No one will judge you. Uh, except for Aaron, of course. Slightly. Uh, he will judge you. 
in private, in the privacy of his own home. Uh, Glenn, you and Cody have uh, a Flip for Side B podcast that's coming up here, um, which you guys recorded a little while back, but then you had trouble getting it to me. But now I have it. Uh, so what's it going to be about this uh, this time around? Uh, the much-anticipated discussion of the first three seasons of Buffy. So it's the part one of a perhaps multi-part series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah, probably two, maybe three. It kind of depends on how far uh, Cody's willing to go. Are we talking some Avatar-like sequels here? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll just be like James Cameron, and I'll, I'll just talk about it and never actually do it. So the, the, These episodes of the Flip for Side B podcast will be released as soon as Glenn has found a way to revolutionize podcasts forever uh, <laughs> per episode. Uh, so, yeah, be sure to check that out. That'll show up in, the, in, in your podcast feed as well. Uh, so for Cody Kelly, Aaron De La Osa, and Glenn Beauvais, I'm Anthony Lewis, and we will be back next week, fingers crossed, damn you technology, on the Cinema Geekly Podcast. Bye.